Welcome to Halftime Heroes, the latest on local sport across the Mornington Peninsula. Hey sports fans and welcome to the Halftime Heroes. Here again for another week, we must be going okay. We do have some late omissions, however. Sus still hasn't been released from the jungle. Uh, I think the Commissioner Neil Craig was right. He has been taken. We have a search party. Apparently, uh, Thailand officials are looking for him. And, uh, and of course, Neil Craig, who is very close to Sus, has led the charge. He has gone over. No, he hasn't. That's a lie. Uh, he's going on his own separate holiday and will be out, as discussed last episode, for a few weeks. But filling in and doing a marvellous job of it as well, we've got... Uh, Luke the Spook Harris. Spook, how are you, mate? I'm very well, Adam. Thank you. Great to be back. And, of course, uh, Kiana, just getting the things done as she does. I know you've got a cult following now. How are you, (laughs) mate? I'm good, thank you. You haven't scared me off, so I decided to come back for a second week. I know, and you've already said more words than you did last week, so well done to you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And, of course, AJ King. G'day, champion. G'day, everyone. Yeah, it's it's the Zoom edition. i tell you what, we've got a few out. Everyone's very busy this week. But uh, i tell you what, we've got a fair bit to talk about on this uh, episode of the podcast. Absolutely. And um, I'm glad you mentioned it because I forgot to. But, uh, yes, we are coming to you via Zoom, uh, not by the roadcaster. So if we uh, if we sound shit, then um, no, no, we'll be fine. But uh, it has been a busy week and we, we made sure that we wanted to uh, to put something to air um, for the halftime heroes and of course sports uh, sports on the ninches as it is each and every week I'm just going to jump straight into the week that was with uh, the, the division one uh, MP FNL scores we had uh, Bomb Beach taking on Frankston at uh, Bomb Beach Reserve Frankston just too strong 108 to 38 then we move across to uh, to Dramana v Lang Warren at uh, Dramana Rec Reserve 95 over uh, uh, well, they've been a very, very big topic of late at uh, the Langwarren Football Club, uh, defeating them by uh, 56, not 56 points, that is, 95 to 56. Spook, you wouldn't be surprised about that? I was um, surprised they got that close, to be honest. That's yeah. a good surprise. Yeah, um, I, I reckon it's a good, not a bad effort by uh, Langwarren to get that close. Absolutely. Uh, and then we've got to Olympic Park, Rosebud hosted Frankston Bombers. Uh, Frankston Bombers winning that one 70 to 55. Another uh, another not bad performance by Rosebud or or Spook were they Frankston just a little not not on their game. Rosebud were uh, very even through the midfield. Some some uh, younger boys through there and some big bodies. It was a sluggish sort of game. Ground was wet. What um, Frankston Bombers didn't get their game going at all. I, I thought they looked a fair way off their best. But all credit to Rosebud that they, they played some good footy. And I thought that if you looked at the statistics, they they really they should have won the game, to be honest. But the Bombers found a way. And, uh, yeah, Rosebud, uh, they're going a bit better than what uh, the latter would suggest, I think. No, absolutely. We know that uh, they're, we know that they're fielding a young a young side at the moment. But, the, look, they just seem to be going from strength to strength. Um, speaking with, uh, of course, Whale, the, the president at uh, Rosebud Football Netball Club and... As far as they're concerned, they're not going to be relegated this year, so uh, they're not they're not prepared to play Division Two football. So going for the win every single week. So you know you've got you've got to, you've got to no, they're going that. Good, good, yeah, the couple of pickups, Jake Carousella, they got from Cranbourne and uh, Luca 
Um, they got a, another young player from Cranbourne, two good assets. They already have some good young midfielders, so they, they're going to improve each week. And our next game saw Man Liza defeating defeating Sorrento. Of course, that was our um, that was our selection table game for Division One last week. Uh, Man Liza getting the, the job the, done. What was the score uh, there? <laughs> the score was 15-20, 110, defeating Sorrento six seven forty three. AJ, I was the heck. Good judge. Absolutely. That could have been a whole lot worse. Yeah, absolutely. I think it, it always helps when you've got a huge crowd, a, a big following for Nathan Jones uh, coming back to play for his home club. And, you know, they were just too good on the day. And i tell you what, uh, it looks like the top four is set. So I think I think there's only uh, you know two or three uh, sides that could maybe push into that top five, but I think top four is already set. I think you might be right there. And the last game for Division One was Red Hill hosting uh, the Pines Football Netball Club. Couldn't quite get it done up there on the hill. Uh, Sixty-eight being uh, being beaten. Well, I wouldn't say comfortably. It was a close close enough game to uh, to twelve ten eighty two, and uh, and that of course uh, is the uh, is the wrap-up of Division 1 for what was Round 7. Um, guys and girls, any you know, any surprises there that, uh, that are worth mentioning before I get into Round, uh, sorry, Division 2? I think it all sort of played out how it really was going to go, to be honest. There was no upsets. Um, you know, the, the better form sides of one, um, possibly the one that you look at is, you know, the Bombers. Uh, if Rosebud had a kick straight, um, they certainly, you know, would have been in that game. Obviously, Campbell Husswaite coming back from VFL to to play for Rosebud, that always helps to get another good mid uh, coming through. They probably just lack a couple of uh, key targets up forward to get the job done. But you know, they've pushed uh, Franks and Bombers the whole way, and uh, they're certainly, like you said, they don't plan on going down to Division uh, Two anytime soon. So certainly. Um, there's a couple of sides that would be feeling the pinch early, I think, guys. Absolutely. Uh, Division one scores for, uh, sorry, Division two scores for what was uh, round seven uh, in Division two. Uh, Devon Meadows at Club Reserve. Uh, Jaff getting over the top of Chelsea, uh, 12 13 85 to uh, 13 5 83. Close game, Spook. Yeah, I, I, I kept track of the score, and it, it seemed Chelsea were up all game. They must have got pinched late. I haven't haven't watched the game back or, or seen a lot of it. Um, but that's a good effort for Chelsea to, to run Devon. I think Dean Kent definitely played um, from what I saw by the, the list of names. So for Chelsea to get that close, they, they must be, like Neil suggested last week, they, they must be on the improve, obviously with Devon being one of the favourites there. So it's a good effort from Chelsea. Devon might want to sharpen up a little bit, though. They're, um, you know, they dropped a few and just winning. The next game at uh, Bungayan Reserve, uh, Tyab, of course, hosted Crib Point. Uh, didn't expect this scoreline, guys and girls. 2 10 22. Crib Point uh, comfortably defeating uh, Tyab 12 14 86. I think that was the commissioner's uh, selection table game of the week, wasn't it? And uh, from my memory, just around the panel, please, who, who tipped two? I think I tipped Crib Point. The pies, I think. Yeah, I was tie up as well. Yeah, I was tie up. <laughs> disappointing. That's that's a that's a very disappointing loss. That's absolutely yeah. I think they'd be very, very uh upset with the way they've been beaten by Crib Point, who are in great form, but 
you see who Tyab's picked up and the way they've started. Uh, to, to only kick two goals against, um, you know, Crib Point, um, yeah, I think that's a, that's a huge issue. Yeah, that's what I see. That's what I see as being a pretty big issue. They wouldn't have been happy with that. There's no question. Uh, the next game, of course, in Division 2 was Somerville Football Netball Club. They hosted uh, Edith Farrell Aspendale uh, at Somerville uh, Reserve there, 11-14-80 uh, uh, over the top of Edith Vale, 9-10-64. Uh, the next game uh, down at Hastings was uh, Hastings taking on uh, the Rye Football Club, only going down by four points, 10-17-77 to 10-13-73. Uh, Three, I should say, not through. Um, Kiana, that'd be disappointed, Rye. Just had a uh, bit of a sniff there. Yeah, we were we were up and about, and just as the final siren went, it was in our forward 50. So we were just so close. Um, look, being the true rice supporter I am, I would say there was a few umpire mistakes throughout the game, but for both sides. I'll be saying that for both sides as well. Yeah, a little bit of inconsistency there, you think. Yeah, and also one of our young boys went down in the first quarter with a broken wrist as well. So, you know, it all adds up. Yeah, I, the mail was that there was another uh, another row, I think might have been in the, res, in the Magoos, uh, also yep. taken to hospital with another pretty serious injury. Yeah, so Tyler McKenzie in the reserves during third quarter uh, broke his fibula in his an- and he's um, dislocated his ankle. So he went home yesterday from hospital. Um, so hopefully we'll be on the mend very soon. Heavy knock that, the old fibula. Um, yep. Next game's Seaford uh, at RF Miles, Rec Reserve. Uh, close game this one. Boy, oh boy, Karingle just getting the job done, 14-15-99, defeating Seaford at their home turf, 14-11-95. Geez, they would have been disappointed there along the train line, wouldn't have they? Oh, that would have been spewing. Yeah, absolutely. High-scoring game too. I uh, love it when there's a high-scoring game in local footy. Uh, next game, of course, uh, Mornington hosted uh, the Pearsdale Football Netball Club. Pearsdale defeating Mornington Football Club, 17-10-112 to... 13-10-88. Jeez, what's, what's happening down there at Mornington? They're up and down like a yo-yo, Mornington. Yeah, yeah. they are. They've um, they've started really strong, but in the last two weeks, they've just, I don't know, what's going on? I think um, Pearsdale, I guess we spoke about them a fair bit last year. On air that, uh, you know, they were inexperienced. They were, you know, kids, um, they've sort of started the season like that they've sort of been win loss win loss they, if they can string a few games together they can do some damage late in the the last half of this year especially if Dane Beams gets himself a bit fitter and, and through the footy uh, a bit more but um Cruz West kicking six absolute star I'm not sure if um you've seen too much of him but yeah absolute gun and if, if they can start to get those kids back up and firing every week they'll they'll go deep uh, Kiana, have you uh, have you done your homework this week? Have you have you uh, appeased the commissioner? Is uh, are we just going to leave that one down by the side there? Well, I do have all the scores from A grade, so happy to go with them. Absolutely, take it away. All right, Div One. We had Bond Beach lose to Frankston YC with thirty to fifty eight. So that wasn't too bad. Um, Mount Eliza versus Sorrento. Now this was my game of the week. And we all chose Mount Eliza to win. We were all incorrect. Sorrento won this one. So it was 54 to 48. Next up, we have Dramana versus Langwarren. Now, this was a 
big difference. It was Jamana 25 to Langwarren 66. As we said last week, Langwarren Netball, just so strong. Absolutely. So their uh, Netball club is absolutely flying and has been for a, a very long time. Uh, ran very, very well. They attract some, some great talent, but also uh, junior club, I uh, love what they do with uh, the senior club there across both football and netball. So a lot of uh, a lot of the grades there have historically played junior netball as well. So um, yeah, very very strong netball club is uh, is the Langy Netty Club. Yep. So I can't see many going down to Langwarren this year. Not many at all. Uh, next is Rosebud versus Frankston Bombers, and it was thirty eight to forty four. Bombers got the win. So another close game as well. And the last game for Div 1 was Red Hill versus Pines. And Red Hill got the win with 57 to 46. Uh, over to Div 2, we had Tyab versus Crip Point, And Tyab got the win pretty comfortably. It was 56 to 35. With Devon Meadows, they played against Chelsea. And it was 43 to 51. So Chelsea got the win on that one, which I am not surprised about. Chelsea is also a very strong netball team for Div 2. Over to Somerville, and it was a Somerville win against EDS with 69 to 57. And this one will make you happy, Adam. Rye got the win on the weekend against Hastings, and very easily it was 43 Hastings to Rye 66. So pretty good by the Rye girls. Yeah, absolutely. And there was a there's a few people down there at uh, at Hastings that. Uh, but I think maybe used to coach play. There's a few yes. players down there that uh, that uh, just. So uh, suffering your jocks, Hastings? No, 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 no. I shouldn't say that. Uh, it's great, <laughs> uh, great to see, of course, uh, Rye get the win there in the in the A grade, uh, and that uh, that is the the netball scores from both uh, divisions. Thank you very much, Kiana. Heroes. Anything else the week that was that sticks out for you? Damien Hardwick. Yeah. Look, that's um, okay. Let's let's spend let's spend three on that. Just around around the panel for the heroes, what do you, what do you think's going on? Starting off with you, Spook. Um, I'm not too sure what's going on. It's real, a bit of a shame. Well, for what's, what's your opinion? I mean, obviously, uh, there's there's you know there's a few reports getting around. Um, yeah. You know, room, room. I think that the dominant one is that he's uh, he's you know it's mental health, uh, much like uh, Clarko. The pressure those boys would be under would be immense. It's hard enough to coach. The pressure under a coach in local levels hard enough, let alone the AFL. Um, so yeah, hopefully he's okay. I don't think he'll coach again. I hopefully he does. Um, he's had a yeah, what a what a great job he's done at Richmond. He's been. Oh, I mean, I love Damien Harvey. He was an Essendon Premiership player, tough as nails, and um, yeah, I, I really like him. And I hope he goes. Hope he gets his rest and comes back and you know coaches another club because he's a he's a he's a damn good footy coach and he gets teams playing good footy. AJ, so, your but, thoughts, please, mate. Yeah, I think he's the way he's sort of come out this year. You can tell he's just burnt out. I think um, the footy industry and coaching is just you know astronomical um, for what he has to do. It's not just coaching a footy side. You know, you got to think of all the press conferences, all the the sponsors stuff, um, all the back end sort of things. You know, all the reviewing. Um, you got a team under you. I just think you know what he's coached three hundred and seven games or something like that. I think um, it's just come to a point where, you know, he knows that this side or the side that he had is probably not where it should be. And, um, you know, maybe just a freshen up that uh, that they need might really help the club. Yeah, no, absolutely. And we, we spoke about this last week. And, uh, you know, the, the, the pressure, of, as you boys just said, of being a coach, but also 
I think coaching's gone to the next level. I think you have to be a, a psychiatrist, a psychologist, a counsellor. You have to be a dad, an uncle, um, and that's just football, you know. Then you're obviously talking about other codes and what, what not, you know, you know, auntie, a mum, you know, a psychologist, a psychiatrist. It's just, it's it's very, very taxing. And, and the pressure, the pressure that the media are putting on these these leaders of clubs and, and, and coaches I think it makes it extremely hard for them just to be able to get on with it. Totally agree. Very tough. You're spot on. Yana, your thoughts quickly? Uh, I think it's quite sad. I think, well, he's been coaching Richmond 13 years, I think it is. And he's just such a well-respected person that I think it's quite sad for the sport. Absolutely. Uh, But, like, I think I agree with you. Um, I think it was you, Spook, that said he, he definitely won't. I think he won't uh, he won't be gone for too long. Hopefully, he sorts himself out and uh, and returns to the game because I think he's an asset. Uh, there are uh, talks of him talking to other clubs already. I'm not sure how much truth there is in that. I think he's I think he's looking to uh, to have a spell for a bit. Might get might get up there to the Gold Coast. Might be a nice place. You would you can go and be the new um, face of Jenny Craig and Tim can. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what? It, it it does make sense. The you haven't got the pressure um, that you do, uh, you know, in Victoria. So it does make sense to to move up the coast. And you know, let's let's be honest. I've just spent five days in Perth, and I tell you what, it was hard to come back. Twenty seven degrees, cold over here, mate. Oh, mate, it was it was brisk, really, really brisk. Uh, well, that uh, that Heroes was the week that was. We'll take a break and we'll be back shortly with uh, sports news on the niche. The latest on local sports across the Mornington Peninsula. This is Halftime Heroes. Hi, it's Sam from Founds Better Home Living Rosebud. If you're building or renovating, we've got everything you need. Come and check out our huge range of new kitchen and cooking appliances. Plus, we have all the leading brands in fridges, washing machines, dryers, TVs, heating and cooling. We also have a showroom full of bedding, furniture, rugs and homewares. There's no better place to go than Found's Better Home Livy. 1367 Point of Ann Road, Rosebud. Go local, that's better. That's better. You can tell a lot about a bloke by his front lawn. Mine's looking great. Whether it's Buffalo, Cooch or Kaikuyu, Hastings Mowers help keep all lawns looking good. Hastings Mowers has the biggest local range of power gardening equipment. Right now, during Stage 4 restrictions, their showroom is open to the trade, but you can use the fast and easy call and collect service, or they'll deliver to you anywhere on the Mornington Peninsula. Go to hasmo.com.au. Hastings Mowers, the Peninsula's lawn and garden equipment superstore. The latest on local sport across the Mornington Peninsula. This is Halftime Heroes. Okay, heroes. Let's jump straight into uh, into sports news on the Ninch. The person really responsible for this, because he loves everything about sports on the Ninch, is Mister AJ King. Have you got a couple of little doozies for us, AJ? Oh, I do, I do, I do. Now we've, we speak a fair bit about the MPFNL, but I tell you what, some big news in the Southern Footy Netball League, and we talk about South Mornington a little bit. Club on the rise next week. They've got a pride round, and they may just have a former Brownlow medalist playing for them. His oh. name is Jason Akamanis. He will be playing for South Mornington in their game under lights. The, the game starts at 6 p.m. So that's a huge get for a South Mornington. That's massive. 
Yeah, it is massive. And I think what a huge get for, for South Mornington uh, and a little bit of maybe just a little bit of a wake-up call to uh, to AFL Southeast and not just AFL Southeast, but I think the presidents of uh, of the MP FNL, uh, that they are doing some great things and just reminding them that they are still there. No doubt Acker will draw a huge crowd and uh, let's hope hope that uh, he does one of his handstands and doesn't... What is he now? Probably 87. Uh, let's hope that uh, he doesn't break his forearms as he tries to, to get his legs above his head. Well, he's just played in what New Europe. Oh, wow. so he's he's doing a bit of a fev. Is he going around and collecting the old uh, the old orange envelope? Dane Swan special. Yeah, Dane Swan <laughs> special. I like it. I've, uh... It's not a bad idea though. I like it. I like when you, you when a when a, a club who's either battling or a smaller club can get their hands on an, an ex AFL player and yeah and get him to he's going to do a talk as well. So I think it's all kudos to them how to get. Someone like that? Absolutely, I couldn't agree anymore, AJ. Look at what, um, look at historically what what these marquee players have have done for for clubs, and except probably Cloak down at Tyre. Um, but uh, what what you know, these marquee players are able to bring to the club, and not just yeah you know, the senior football club, but the junior football club, and you know they put on clinics. Nate Jones, you know, last week was a perfect example of that down at Mount Eliza Football Netball Club. So, well done, South Mornington. Well, I think Mount Eliza are, you know, are, are almost leading the way in doing it. They, they had the in with Nathan Jones, obviously, being from Mount Eliza. But, boy, did they turn it on in doing, you know, things uh, before the game, Thursday night at training for their juniors. He was able to come down, obviously, and do all that. You know, they had the jumper presentation. Um, the, the stories leading up to it, uh, they put a whole lot of work into the day. He, he didn't just play like a lot of, you know, the other people may do, but, you know, he, he come back to his home community. He was able to, you know, put back in. And I think it's a, it's only a reward for Mount Eliza for how much effort they put in, but it's also a reward yep. for how much they got back from Nathan Jones. Absolutely. Before we move on to the next topic, just quickly, did you see... Did you see the grand old flag? Did you see them sing the song on socials on Manalizer socials? I think half of Manalizer was in the in the in the club rooms. It was epic. It was unbelievable. I'm not too happy with the version, to be honest. <laughs> That's not the greatest version of it, is it? Come on, the, every club changes it a little bit. Or yeah, I'm no massive rap for Manalizer, but like, geez, geez get your song right. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, wow, but. Uh... We're staying, let's stay on let's stay on Mount Eliza and um, Finn Emil Brennan. You know he's uh, someone that's being looked at as a potential AFL player, and he's made his debut for Casey on the weekend. So kudos to him, and just another one from the Mount Eliza program able to go and test himself out at a higher level. Yeah, just it's good to see. Actually, a Rye boy though, uh, AJ. I, I, we can't really give the reps to Mount Eliza. He, oh. he went to Mount Eliza pretty late in the piece. Okay. He only went to Manalizer into the 17 year, I think. So uh, he's a rye boy originally, if from memory, which he's a fantastic young player. I've seen him play a bit highly, very highly skilled player and uh, good, great effort. Good luck to him. There's some other news. We uh, see Cameron Mooney and Tom Bellchambers going at it. Yeah, <laughs> I did. Uh, that fair bit of piss take there, I think. Cam Mooney, I saw some. Uh... Some pictures of him today circulating socials, and um, he's having he's having a bit of fun. But 
No doubt it's going to get serious. I mean, you you know, when you're going into a to a um a, a match like that, you're going to expect to get punched in the head. So yeah, big boys. You see a little bit of it. People going, you know, footballers or celebrities going to boxing fights. It's become very popular now with the, all the YouTube boys with Jake Paul and Logan Paul. But if you've come from another sport and you put your you put your balls on the line and go and box or do an MMA fight, it takes a lot of courage because you can be seriously hurt. Even if they're, you know, they're not even that well trained. So well done to the, the two boys that are doing it. It's a great effort and it'll be an exciting fight. And hopefully T Bell just knocks out Cam Mooney cold. It'd be great. <laughs> oh, I love the strong with his strong with his opinion as always, AJ. Well, we wouldn't want him any other way, would we? No, absolutely not. Spook brings the facts. Bit of cricket news and Peninsula, uh, old Peninsula, sorry, have announced a, a new senior coach, Elias Cara Giorgio who is involved, I think it's the Resilience um, Project, uh, and he's and he goes around and, and does some, some stuff uh, yeah, across Australia. So that's teaching and, you know, people some, some life skills and, and techniques to be um, better people. So that, that's a good get for the, the Pirates. Uh, he has played Premier Cricket and, and things like that. So uh, the uh, strongest cricket club on the... Uh, on the peninsula, just get stronger. I know you've always got something off the top of your head, uh, Adam. You, you'll just have a, an absolute doozy for me, surely. Under the bus I go. Yeah. I've got absolutely nothing. I've spent the uh, the last five days in Perth. Mind you, I'll tell you what, uh, Optus Stadium, what, a, what an absolute pleasure it was to go and watch football there. Um, apart from getting baked in the sun. Oh, mate, it was incredible. At, uh, at uh, three-quarter time, there was three quarters of us that were just melting into our seats. It was, it got, uh, it got pretty spicy. And can I just say the free man or what you hear is true. They, they are next level feral. <laughs> they really are. We, uh, so we had um, been obviously going with a lot of Victorians. We had, uh, yeah, we had a few Geelong supporters in there and surprisingly there was a fair few Geelong supporters at the ground, but I tell you what, they were, they were uh, running a risk when they were sitting in amongst the Frio supporters because it, uh, yeah, it, it got a little bit prickly at, at times. And uh, there was a there was a clothed streaker. I'm not sure if anyone caught that. Um, some peanut holding up a sign in relation to some gas works going on up the coast. But uh, twelve thousand dollars and probably a life life ban. So um, well done, uh, Dickwad. Uh, he's uh, he's not going to be doing not going to be going to any AFL games in any time soon. But look, I was I was really impressed. I don't know if if the heroes caught any of that game, but geez, Fremantle moved the ball well. They really moved it well, and they uh, they just outshined um, a pretty slow, lackluster Geelong. You at least take your clothes off if you're going to streak. Well, sure. that's what I mean. Like you either go in all yeah. balls. Balls and all, or yeah. uh, or you just don't do it at all. Yeah, that's yeah. Get your gear off, sunshine. He made it. Um, he, they've got those barriers up around the uh, around the stadium, so it was it would have been quite an effort to to climb yeah. over them. Maybe he was a little bit worried he was going to snag his snag in the uh, in the old barrier, but he made it. He made it. <laughs> he made it to uh, the center of the ground before he got smashed into the turf. Um, which everyone just went cocoa bananas at. So that was pretty exciting. Well, everyone loves the streaker from the uh, Pine Serenade Grand Final, don't they? 
Oh, geez, that was probably one of the highlight of my on-air career. Oh. Um, listening to my amazing nephew, Lachlan Kelly, of course, commentate. He turned from football commentator to what could only be described as a as a um, as a horse racing commentator. As the guy galloped with his rather large appendage around the uh, around the outside of the ground. It was pretty impressive to see. No wonder he was he was willing to get the clobber off. He, he was he was nothing to be shy of. Can I say, heroes? <laughs> oh yeah, that's good. That's good. And I reckon that might see us with uh, sports news on the niche. I reckon AJ. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> we'll take a quick break. We'll be back shortly. This is Halftime Heroes. When the job needs doing, that's ace. When you need it fast, that's ace. When it's ace cutters, it's built to last. As a roofing plumber working on an estate, I can't afford to be sitting around waiting for gutters, fascias and downpipes to be delivered. That's why I've always used ace gutters. If I order a stocked item by 5am that morning, I know I'll get it the same day. When it's ace gutters, it's built to last. Call 9586 4888 or log on to acegutters.com.au. For people with good, strong teeth, things like smiling and chewing comes easy. But for those struggling with a crooked smile or loose dentures, life's daily tasks can be tougher. However, Mornington Experts Barclay Street Dental Group has a solution. All on 4 Plus Dental Implants. With only four implants, you can have the smile you deserve. Yes, your immediate teeth in just 24 hours. The Barclay Street team changes lives every day. They'll change yours. Learn more at barclaystreetdental.com.au. Welcome back to Halftime Heroes, the latest on local sport across the Mornington Peninsula. Now time for the selection table. Two heroes discuss the games of the week with both Division 1 and Division 2. It, uh, it's normally as we see fit, so we don't want to hear anything about it, whether you agree with it or not. It's as we see fit. And we just sort of delve into what we think are the games of the week. And uh, to take us through the Division One selection table game of the week, uh, Spook, take it away. Who have, you, who have you chosen, please? Thank you, Adam. It's a big game this week. It is second versus third, and it is the Franks and YCW Football Club against Manalizer. What a cracking game. Absolutely. Yeah, exciting. Two exciting teams. I expect it. Normally, it's a, both teams are great around the midfield. Obviously, it's a little bit different. The midfields are quite different in in. Uh, body type and the way they play. Obviously, YCW, a bit bigger bodies with Luca and Cole Hudge, Brent and Lambert going through there. And then with the Mounties boys with Skaggs and Finn Bain, TK and Elms. It, it's slightly two different makeups through the middle of the ground. Um, interesting to know, both teams, though, I think they're the two highest intercept mark teams. So their pressure around the middle of the ground is probably as good as any team in the comp if they're creating turnovers to the oppo. Um, both sides. So that's going to give their bats to get a look at it, um, which I think plays into the YC, YC's hands. They are such a good team. I don't think there'd be a team in the last 20 years anywhere that moved the ball from the back line like YC. So if their big body bids can create some pressure through the middle, they can turn the ball over. Uh, Credlin, Lilac, those boys down back might have a field day intercept marking and they'll be off to the races like normal YC. Should be a great game. Do you reckon Spook um, Manalizer might be a bit too quick around stoppages, or do you reckon YC will will put a, a bit of a blanket over that? I think every time you play YC, I think everyone goes into the game thinking that's where you can get them. But you, that if they, I don't think they've ever been super quick through the middle, but they they're very well structured. They 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 hold their wits. 
they they get the ball moving forward sometimes with a bit of a surge mentality, but that's okay. Um, they get the ball up in their into their forwards, and once it's up there into the ground, they hold them pretty well. So if they lose contested footy, which both these teams are right up there with contested footy too, if they start to lose the contested footy, Manalizer will be too fast for them on the outside, no doubt. But it's very hard to to take on YC at what they do best, which is their contested footy brand. So cracking game of footy. Uh, Bratz would have uh, Manalizer ready to go. He'd be he'd be really penciling this in as a bit of a statement game. AJ, um, if you were at the game, matchups just off the top of your head, mate, matchups you'd be looking for? Yeah, well, I think when you look at it, uh, and we've spoken about it a fair bit, I'd love to to see who goes to Josh Petrullo up forward. He kicked six on the weekend. Um, you know, whether whether Metalizer have been able to get away with not having to match up on too many big beasts. Um, you, you know, you've got other guys up forward for YCW as well. But I think, you know, that we all think about both midfields, don't we? When, when we talk about both sides, you go straight to their midfields. You've got, you know, Mullane um, on one side. You've got Skaggs on the other. You know, Finn Bain. Um, so it, it's a, there's a lot of uh, really good players who's going to run through there. Um, like you said, it's whether... Whether Frankston can get their hands on the footy and use their footy smarts over Mount Eliza using their pace uh, and able to move the footy that way. So, um, oh, it's going to be another cracker. Like, obviously, YCW haven't been going as well as what we've, we're used to, but um, Mount Eliza going um, tremendously well, you know, hitting the scoreboard. Uh, look, they have probably had nearly 35 shots on the weekend, I think it was. So, um, but I don't think. YCW's midfield or, or their defence will, will allow that. So I think it's going to be set up for a cracker. And uh, I just think YC might be a little too strong. So well, the, the WYC for you, AJ, what about you, Spook? Yeah, I think YC will win just. Um, the player I didn't mention with Chin, Blake Mullane, he, he gives them that real burst speed from the middle. Um, don't think Bratz will tag him. It'll just be a bit of a head-to-head like AJ suggested. So... If Ching can get going and get it down to those forwards, um, yeah, it should be. I think they'll win by, you know, probably three or four goals. Oh, okay, that's um, yeah. Right. Well, I'm going to go opposite to you, lads, and I'm going to go. Um, and of course, Kiana has had to uh, to step out um, of her uh, transportation and go and attend a netball game. So that's what we do here on Halftime Heroes. We just uh, we get them in. And then we send them off to play uh, what we love, more than Peninsula Sport. Uh, so Kiana has left us, but uh, I'm going to go with um, Analyzer. I think Bratz is going to draw on um, the excitement of last week. And I agree with you, Spook, to a degree where uh, he's. Um, this is going to be a, a big game. I think it's going to be a bit of a turning point. And he's going to use it as... Uh, you know, as a as a sort of a pivotal moment within the season to to say, all right, here we are, and flex his muscle, draw on uh, last week, and uh, and hopefully take the W as far as Manalis is concerned. Brad hasn't got many muscles, by the way. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He doesn't. But what he uh, what he's lacking in muscles, mate, I reckon he uh, he makes up in brain smart. So uh, he's he's a very good operator. Uh, AJ King, um, Division 2, please, uh, your selection table. Yeah, I'm going to go a little bit different here. Oh, I can't oh. narrow it down to one game, to be honest. Um, 
we, we, we've mentioned it a little bit that Division Two uh, this year is as tight as it's ever been. Okay, so when you when we we look at it, um, we've spoken about Tyab and Pearsdale, Edith Vale, Aspendale, and Devon Meadows. Both of those last two sides that I just mentioned, Edias and Devon, were potentially um, seen as you know top two threats. Well, they're sitting seven and eight on three wins. So that's three games behind Kringle already. So you look at the ladder, Tyab in 10th have got three wins. Um, you know, Mornington, Hastings, Chelsea, Crib Point, Somerville all have four wins. So that's two to six. So it's just a really tight competition. And why I can't um, sort of separate the games that I want to talk about, I think we'll open it up to the panel, is that we've got Edith Vale playing Crib Point. You know, Crib Point coming off another good win. Edith Vale, um, you know, would want to drop another game so that they move, you know, even further away from that, you know, top three position. But you've also got Hastings, who probably are one of the shocks of the year for mine, and them sitting, you know, in the in the top three. They're playing Sumble. So then you also have a look at Pearsdale and Karingal, which I think will be a fascinating matchup at Pearsdale. So there, there's games everywhere in Division Two. I, I just can't narrow it down. I don't know about you guys, if one stands out to you. Nah, no, they're all, all good games of footy, absolutely. Uh, what do you think, Adam? No, look, I think I think across, as as you mentioned, AJ, I think uh, I think across probably, if you look at the ladder, I mean, Karingle, you know, they're, they're going really great at the moment. But, you know, they, these teams that we've discussed in the last few weeks, you know, they're winning games that you'd expect them to, uh, to, to sorry, they're, they're, they're losing games you'd expect them to win and they're winning games you'd expect them to lose. So... It is. It is really hard, and I think it's a, a pretty even, pretty even as far as you know star games within within this weekend. Um, but look, the, the competition, although there is a lot of talk around town at the moment, Division Two competitions um, probably where where it should be with one clear standout, uh, as we saw last year. You know, we we all thought that. Uh, you know, me personally, I'm not sure if everyone did, but, you know, everyone thought Lang Warren was going to go into Division 1 and dominate. Um, it'd be interesting to see, I think, um, the commish last week, he's he's put, you know, he's put Karingal as being um, being promoted into Div 1 already. Um, so, look, it's, you know, it's going to be an interesting, it's going to be a very interesting round of, uh, of football in Division 2. There's no question about it. What I look at in, in that is that, the top eight are all got percentages over 100 as well. You know that's telling me that's a very tight competition. We're not we're not really seeing the top side having you know 250 percent that Lang Warren probably has in the past. Um, Kringle have been dominant, but their percentage is only 130. So they probably you know kick you know 14, 15 goals um, at times, but they also scrap to to win in games with their defence. So. I think, like we're saying, I, I just think anyone can beat anyone on their day in this um, division this year. And I think it's good for footy. Although, um, you know, like we're saying, yeah, Karingal probably is this, the the clear standout at the moment. But, you know, if you want to go and see a, a Pearsdale tie who are sitting ninth and 10th, it's not like you're going to a game where in the past that you've probably gone, oh, well, Pearsdale playing tie why would I want to go and watch that? But, if you actually go and have a look at it and you go through the sides, you know, you've got the Bastanac boys, you've got um, Kalen Thornton, you've got Dane Beams, 
um, you know, Cruz West, Archie McGuinness, like they're a talented side piece. So then you go and have a look at Tyab on the flip side, you know, you've got Sam Fox, Jay Greeley, you've got James Hammond, um, you know, those guys, you know, Corey Buchan. So it, it's actually talented lists there sitting in ninth and 10th, which is good for the comp. Pearsdale might run uh, Karingal this week. Big game, isn't it? Is that this Jeez, week? Yep. That, uh, so are you, you're saying Pearsdale over Karingal? Yeah, it's that, it's that Pearsdale, you know, that, again, you know, that, that morning, Pearsdale probably underperformed slightly so far this year, you'd, you'd think. They'd, they'd be disappointed with where they're at. I think at home, supposed to piss down rain the next couple of days, that's got an upset written all over it. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, Heroes, but uh, Edith Vale Aspendale sitting on 131.33 uh, on percentage in the ladder. That is the highest of the competition as far as Div 2 goes. And sitting in eighth. And sitting they've, in eighth. They've lost a couple. Have they lost three games by less than 10 points or something? They've, they've been stiff. Yeah, you just can't they've be been... losing them, can you? No, absolutely no. not. Absolutely not. Very, very interesting competition in Division 2. There's no question. That was the selection table for what will be round seven, uh, round eight, sorry, in uh, in both Division 1 and Division 2 football. We'll take a quick break and we'll be back very, very shortly with the multi. The latest on local sport across the Mornington Peninsula. This is Halftime Heroes. Hi, it's Sam from Founds Better Home Living Rosebud. If you're building or renovating, we've got everything you need. Come and check out our huge range of new kitchen and cooking appliances. Plus, we have all the leading brands in fridges, washing machines, dryers, TVs, heating and cooling. We also have a showroom full of bedding, furniture, rugs and homewares. There's no better place to go than Founds Better Home Living. 1367 Point of Van Road, Rosebud. Go local, that's better. That's better. You can tell a lot about a bloke by his front lawn. Mine's looking great. Whether it's Buffalo, Cooch or Kaikuyu, Hastings Mowers help keep all lawns looking good. Hastings Mowers has the biggest local range of power gardening equipment. Right now, during Stage 4 restrictions, their showroom is open to the trade, but you can use the fast and easy call and collect service, or they'll deliver to you anywhere on the Mornington Peninsula. Go to hasmo.com.au. Hastings Mowers, the Peninsula's lawn and garden equipment superstore. The latest on local sport across the Mornington Peninsula. This is Halftime Heroes. And it's now time for the Halftime Multi, the Peninsula's finest betting segment. Remember to gamble responsibly. I'll take it away. I'm going to go Collingwood Magpies uh, Football Club to absolutely slaughter North Melbourne by 80-plus points. Oof. Big win. Big win. Big win. Is that 180 or 80? <laughs> Just 80. The line odds aren't great at the moment because, I, yeah, I don't know what's going on with uh, the app I'm on. But, uh, no, Collingwood, a clear win up this weekend over North Melbourne at uh, Marvel Stadium. AJ? I'll take Devon Meadows by 50-plus points over Rye. Only 50. Just just 50. 50-plus? <laughs> 50 50-plus. 50 yeah. Uh, Spook Harris, please. I'll take Tom Bell Chambers by KO tonight in the boxing against Cam Mooney. So is that is that more of a, a leg in a multi or a, or a bit of a dream? Uh, just a leg in the multi, but I would like to see Cam Moon. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so a little bit of little bit of column A and a little bit of column B. That's it. That's it. Well, that is a wrap uh, from the uh, the halftime heroes. It's been a little bit different this week. We've all been on the hop, uh, very very busy. We've got uh, Sus 
still um still uh, being held hostage by uh by what can only be described as by a family of silverbacks um calling him dad as the commission says uh speaking of the commission he's gone um on what can only be described as a lampoon's vacation kind of arrangement in europe can you imagine him over there right now with beers oh, in his head he will be running an absolute muck He'll have some old lady tied to the roof of his car and God knows what else will be going on. Lampoon style vacation. Um, we had, we've got Kiana just had to duck out. Um, she, she was great enough to, to join us uh, from her car as she was about to step in and play netball and um, up at Frankston uh, in a, in a comp she's in uh, among others. But uh Boys, look, we've uh, yeah, we weren't going to go ahead, and we thought, bugger it, let's have a bit of fun over Zoom, and uh, hopefully it sounds okay. Hopefully you've enjoyed the show. We're back in studio next week, and uh, we'll have we'll have hopefully sus back. We'll have a full panel of heroes. No, AJ King, mate, thanks won't. so much. It's been a pleasure putting this together. Yeah, it's been good. We won't have a full panel next week. Oh, I'm away. Don't forget, it's my turn just to. Um, oh, you're away. So there you go. One week. I think we'll do a phone in. People do a phone in. I like that. I like that a lot from you. Tell the uh, the hero fans what you're doing, please. Uh, I'll be up in uh, Yarrawonga for the week, just uh, up there on a on a uh, family holiday, just up with my folks and and brother and and family. So it'll be good. It's a yearly yearly pilgrimage for you, isn't it? Oh, Yarrawonga is. I haven't been on a family holiday for a very long time, so we thought we'd better sneak one in. Spook, mate, been an absolute pleasure. Um, you'll be in studio next week bringing all your uh, fun facts with Spook and, of course, just making sure that uh, you're on point with your opinions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be there, Adam. Thanks for having me again. And, uh, no worries, mate. Be there. Well, that is a wrap from the Halftime Heroes. It's been a pleasure bringing you all the updated news from around the Mornington Peninsula of the Games of the Week, all our famous segments. Good evening, good afternoon and good night. That's a wrap from the Halftime Heroes. The latest on local sports across the Mornington Peninsula. This is Halftime Heroes.